Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi there. I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. And we're going to make some cookies today that I will tell you the honest truth I haven't made before. And I've pulled this recipe out because it's part of my ongoing decades-long search for something I had when I was in college in the dorm, of all places. It was something I'd never experienced before, and I'm sure in hindsight, that it was some sort of a meringue. What I remember is that it was kind of whitish, beige-ish. It was like an, a piece of it was probably an inch and a half tall. It was served in squares. It had this light, crispy top. And then the inside, I'm pretty sure, had walnuts in it. And it was chewy and incredibly rich. I don't know what it was called. And one day, I typed in to my search engine meringue and walnuts because I really think there were walnuts in it. And I came up with a recipe called walnut meringue cookies. And we're going to do the really easy version of this. It's a very interesting recipe because there are a lot of things you can change. So there are only three ingredients. You need about three cups of whole nuts. And if you have a kitchen scale, you're looking for 250 grams of walnuts. And then you need three egg whites. And here is a do-ahead for sure. Your eggs, before you separate them, should be at room temperature. So set those out, and then you may need to come back to me in like an hour or something. And then you need a half cup or 100 grams of granulated white sugar. And here's the first potential variable. It says, or to taste. I'm surprised there isn't a fourth ingredient. I expected there to be a little vanilla, but there isn't. I'm tempted to add some just because. The things you can modify are whether or not you whip the egg whites. If you want to whip them, it makes the cookies fluffier and puffier and a little crispier. If you don't whip them, which I'm not going to do, uh, the cookie will be flat and smooth and chewier, which is kind of what I'm interested in. Because that's what I remember, is that the outside of that dessert, whatever it was, was crispy and light, and the inside was chewy and almost like gelled somehow. I don't know how to describe it even. But if anybody listening to this has any idea for a recipe that would mimic that, I would be thrilled to hear from you. On the website, which is thecookalongpodcast.com, there's a place where you can reach out and contact me, and that would be really cool. And the answer of, a, as I said, literally a decades-long quest for whatever that was. It was served in the dorms at the University of Washington way long ago, and I'd be interested in finding it. Meanwhile, we're going to try this one. 
So the second thing is that you can kind of make them as, as large as you want. If you make smaller ones, they cook for less time. Today what I'm going to do is not whip the egg whites because I'm interested in chewy. And I'm going to make them not too small. Uh, you kind of have to watch them it looks like because depending on the size of them they can get dry and hard so you don't want them to do that. You have to take them out while they're still looking moist and raw inside. That's kind of what I'm looking for. So here we go. We're going to grind the walnuts in a food processor. Now we're going to grind them up pretty far but we're not looking for flour we just want something that is actually um, hmm, kind of close to flour. The pieces should be bigger than a powder, but smaller than a whole sesame seed. So that's pretty tiny. Using the blade attachment of your food processor, put all the walnuts in there, and we're gonna grind them up. I'm just gonna, I think I'm gonna pulse them because I really am worried about over grinding them. So here we go. Way big. I mean, smaller than a sesame seed. That's pretty small. Okay, getting close. Uh, getting close. I think I'm too worried about it. All right. I think the moisture in the nuts actually keeps them from getting too small. And when I pick them out of here, oh, all right, they're about the size of sesame seeds. I'm going to give it one more, one more. And now I'm going to quit no matter what. Because some of it, yeah, it's not going to go to flour anyway because there's so much oil in the nuts. So once your nuts are ground, you could use a nut grinder, by the way, if you have such a thing, but it needs to be really fine. Now here, if you want to whip your egg whites is where you would get your eggs ready and whip your egg whites. So I am, as I said, not going to do that. But we do have to separate our room temperature eggs. And I suspect this is really important and even more important if you're whipping the egg whites because they will whip much better at room temperature than they will cold. So to separate these eggs, you might have an egg separator. You might not. If you don't, here's what we do. Get two bowls and you crack the egg. And then holding it lengthwise instead of sideways so that the juice is going to fall out kind of through your fingers. All the egg whites are going to go off the edge of the shell and leave the yellow part in the bottom shell. So in other words, you were holding the shell vertically. And then you roll the egg yolk into the other half and let some more of the whites just drain off. You got to kind of put your finger 
over the egg yolk in order to give the white room to come out. What you do not want to do, for sure, is get egg yellow in your egg whites. It will completely mess you up. Next egg. Again, I just crack the side, but then I turn it vertically before I take the shell apart. Ah! <laughs> okay, so my <laughs> egg separated just fine. <laughs> my, my yolk, unbroken, my unbroken yolk is on my counter. <laughs> okay, I've never had that happen before. I don't know if I can scoop it up without breaking it. Not that it matters. There we go. All right, I did it. All right, so I now have a bowl that has egg yolks in it that I'm going to use, I don't know, for scrambled eggs or something later. I'm going to put plastic wrap over that. Do your third egg. Hold the egg. Crack it. Hold it vertically. Take the top half of the shell off. Let the white run down through your fingers. There you go. Switch it to the other side, pour it in the other half, let the white run off, drop the egg yellow in one bowl, and now you should just have the whites that you need. Okay. This is the whole shebang right here, except you know what? I just feel so compelled to add vanilla. I think I'm going to have to do that. I just think I am. If you're going to whip your egg whites, this is when you do it. You put it into your mixer or your blender or even your food processor if you have a clean bowl to use and just whip them until they're kind of fluffy. And if you're not, then you don't have to do anything. We're going to put the egg whites in a bigger bowl. And then whether you're using them whipped or whole. Okay, here I am. All right, I'm adding an eighth, an eighth of a teaspoon of vanilla. I just am. You do not have to copy me. I'm going to hope that the alcohol in the vanilla doesn't mess up the chemistry, but I just can't do it without. I'm so sorry. So I'm going to add about maybe a quarter of a teaspoon or an eighth of a teaspoon. Try the eighth of a teaspoon just in case it's important. And then your sugar goes into that. So you have egg whites and sugar together. And then your nuts go into that. Kind of a weird recipe. I hope I don't hate this recipe. <laughs> oh, oh my God. All right. <laughs> I really prefer to have tested recipes already, but I, the opportunity was here and I thought, what the heck? I'll let you in on this experiment. We can do it together and see what happens. All right. Fold those together. Folding means you take a spatula, which is going to be especially important if you've whipped your egg whites and just sort of make a gentle circular motion until it all comes together. <laughs> I think it's gonna be more walnut than anything else. All right, and unwhipped egg whites. There's nothing to be said about this. I mean, they're just, they're okay, they're gross. They are, they are, they're gross. Still, I think I'm doing the right thing because I want them chewy, I want them really chewy, and I want them I don't care so much about the whipped part. I don't care about fluffy. I really want them chewy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That is pretty disgusting to look at. Uh, 
Sorry, that's okay. I'll take a picture. Here we go. I've sort of made it look palatable, I think. Okay, now they go on to a cookie sheet. I mean, honestly, this was the whole thing. So once you've got it all mixed up, get out a cookie sheet. Sorry, loud moment. And line it with parchment paper. Because there's nothing in here. There's no oil. There's no nothing to keep it from sticking. If you don't have parchment paper, you want to use a Teflon-coated cookie sheet. And in fact, probably you want to butter it lightly and flour it a little bit. See, this is goofy for cookies, right? Because there's nothing in them to keep them from sticking. They're pretty much just sugar and egg white. And you know that'll burn to the sheet and you'll never get it off. So parchment paper is best if you have some and if you can tear it. I hate these boxes. All right, there we go. You know, it's just there's got to be a better way. One of those sliding cutters, maybe. Okay, now put the batter by spoonsful onto the cookie sheet, heaping spoonsful of mixture, and space them about an inch apart because they're going to spread. This should make 24 sizable cookies. I am using a, um, I don't know what you'd call it, a dinner tablespoon. You know, just a regular table, table, a spoon for the table, and heaping. And I am putting these onto the cookie sheet in little clumps. You know what else? What it might have been in that recipe from college? I wonder if it had cinnamon in it. It might have. It might have had cinnamon in it. But honestly, I don't really remember. It was it was a long time ago. I just know that it was must have been some kind of meringue. As I'm talking to you here, I'm putting these the batter onto the cookie sheet. My oven isn't hot yet anyway. Alrighty then. I'm going to do something a little different than I usually do. When my oven is really ready, because it's not yet, I am going to cook these up. And then I think I'm going to come back to you and uh, we'll test them together. So once you have them on the cookie sheet, you're going to bake them in your 350 degree oven until golden. Now, if you did the size that I just did, probably need about 20 minutes. You do want to take them out when they still look kind of moist and raw inside because otherwise they're going to be hard as a rock and dry. Once you take them out of the oven, you can tell I'm getting ready to leave you on your own here for a bit. Once you take them out of the oven, when they still look kind of raw and a little golden, they're going to cool for 10 to 15 minutes and then remove them from the baking sheet. And then cool them another 10 to 15 minutes before you put them in any kind of container. You can put them in an airtight container and you can store them at room temperature. They will keep seven to 10 days perfectly. You can also freeze them. They'll freeze well. You can eat them when they're warm or you can eat them when they're cool. If you decide to freeze them, be sure to bring them back to room temperature before you serve them or eat them. Otherwise, I think they're gonna be probably pretty hard. So that's it for right now. While you're waiting for your cookies to bake, you could go visit my website, thecookalongpodcast.com, and see what else is there that intrigues you, or leave me a message about whether you tried these, or like I said, if you know what recipe I'm talking about, leave me a message and tell me you have it for me, and then I will happily make it here on the podcast for other people to hear. Going away now, come back to me when your cookies are baked and cooled, 
and we'll do a little mutual review here. I'll tell you what I think of them and whether they're anywhere near what I've been looking for. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Well, here I am again. And the cookies are nothing, like nothing at all, nothing at all like this recipe I've been telling you I'm looking for. They're kind of fun. They're a little chewy and moist on the inside. Uh, they're not sweet enough. So I think I would, um, if I make these again, or if you make these again, I would recommend that you increase the amount of sugar to... 150 grams or three quarters of a cup in other words they're kind of fun to eat and a little bit addictive the first bite they seem really bland and not sweet enough and then then the, you kind of go yeah you know what I, I maybe I should try another bite I am gonna try just for the heck of it dipping it in sugar we'll see what that like <laughs> that helps that helps you might try that for this batch. But as I said in future batches, the recipe did say more to taste. And I think to taste means more sugar. So that's the verdict. I hope yours turned out okay. I'd be interested to hear what you think of them. Until next time, happy cooking. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Ko-fi. KO-FI.com slash the Cook Along Podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.